0: Shio friends, Shiyashi here. I hope you guys are doing well. Here lately, it feels like we've been a bit all over the place, but I think we've got things back on track and are going to be able to be more consistent with our episode releases. So today's mini is covering an MMIW from our own backyard, a member of the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians. In case you are new to the show, Maggie, Osh, and I are all enrolled members of the EBCI. It's the only federally recognized tribe in the state of North Carolina. Where we come from is a small, tight-knit community, as most indigenous communities are. Anytime we cover someone from the EBCI, we are extra sensitive, as we are with all the stories we cover, because everyone is so connected, which is a beautiful thing, but it also means that we share in the trauma. What I find frustrating is that we really want to do these cases justice, but as you might have guessed, there is little to no information on most of the women that we cover. Our episodes seem to get shorter and shorter with the lack of information that is out there. The under-reporting is ridiculous, and it's actually something we touch on in our next full episode coming out on the 21st. With that being said, the story I'm telling you today is short, but it matters. Stacy Ann Bigwitch was just 21 years old at the time of her death. There isn't much I could find about her life before her death. But what I did find was that at some point, she had moved from Cherokee to Haywood County, both are places in North Carolina, and was living with her boyfriend at the time, a 28-year-old Michael Mills. It was July 22, 1989, a Saturday. Well, I guess it was technically a Friday night that rolled into early Saturday morning hours when Stacy, Michael, 30-year-old Gary McClure, and Stacy and Tammy Bitten of South Carolina left a local night spot called Good O' Boys in Maggie Valley to head back to a rental cottage the Bittens were staying in for the weekend. It's not clear what started it, and the reports I found of what transpired are vague, but it was around 3 a.m. when Michael and Stacy, big witch, not Bitten, I know that can get confusing, but it was around 3 a.m. when they got into an argument. Why? I don't know. According to the Haywood County Sheriff, at the time Tom Alexander, Michael picked up a 9mm automatic handgun off the fireplace mantel, a handgun that belonged to the Bentons, and shot Stacy just below the throat. Reports state that Stacy Benton began to wrestle with Michael to take the gun away and was subsequently shot in the shoulder. During this confrontation, Tammy Benton had ran to an outside payphone because there were no phones in the room. Tammy called 911 to alert authorities. Sheriff Alexander said that six of the people that were involved in the incident were intoxicated when law officers arrived at the scene. I could never find who the sixth person was. However, Gary was arrested and charged with being drunk and disruptive and was placed into the Haywood County Jail. Stacy Benton was admitted to the hospital and was discharged the next day. And Stacy. Stacy Ann Bigwitch was rushed to the Haywood County Hospital where hospital staff would be unable to save her life. She died on July 22, 1989. Michael, who had a previous record of assault, was arrested at the home of his parents in Waynesville the next day. The articles I found were few. I'd like to say that justice was served. The truth is, in 1990, the man who killed Stacy was charged with involuntary manslaughter and was sentenced to only three years in jail three years. Now, I don't know how the legal system works, but that just seems like such a small price to pay for taking someone's life. It's unfair and and I'm sad. I'm sad for the life that Stacy could have had. I'm sad for her family. She was only 21 years old. Regardless of where her journey was taking her at the time or how she came to be in Haywood County with a man that would ultimately take her life, she was still so young and had so much life ahead of her. I'm angry because her death was so senseless and violent. Stacy is not the circumstances that happened to her, but we tell you these stories because when we say, say their names, we need to understand or at least know the story behind who they were so that when we advocate, when we march, when we remember these women, these beautiful indigenous women, we can cast light on an epidemic that has gone on for far too long. Stacy deserved better. Ski. Thank you for listening to We Are Resilient. For links to information found for this episode, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at We Are Resilient Podcast. Send us an email at We Are at gmail.com or visit us at www.war-podcast.com.